Our doctor is in, and so are the doctors of Capital Health. Welcome to the all-new Health 411. Every Sunday morning at 10, Dr. Jonathan Karp, along with our respected panel of guests from Capital Health, take you on an important medical journey to help you navigate your health and the healthcare system. To reach your destination, good health. Health 411 is underwritten by Capital Health. Minds advancing medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff, as well as advanced technology. Well, 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx. Com, proudly nominated for five consecutive National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Awards for Best College Radio Station, as well as the winner of the 2023 IBS College Media Award for universities under 10,000 students. We are broadcasting from the Bronx All Digital Studios at Ryder University in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Welcome to Health 411. I'm your host, Professor Jonathan Karp. This Health 411 program is presented by Capital Health. In Health 411, we discuss a variety of issues affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the science of health and healthcare. healthcare. Our goal is to expand your knowledge and your perspective. Today, I am joined in the studio by two students, Josh Brewer and Marina Jean-Baptiste. And uh, we are going to have a conversation today about acupuncture, and we'd like you to listen in, and hopefully we'll talk about some things that, that, you, that are interesting to you. Um, so you both have heard the word acupuncture before, have you not? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's start with you, Josh. What does acupuncture mean to you? I guess just uh, uh, micro-needling, some sort of a holistic practice that I believe originated in Chinese medicine originally, just to uh, typically... Uh, help with pain management, but there's some other... Um, Everything. Yeah. Everything. How about you, Marina? What, what does it mean to you? I've heard of it in terms of like just putting needles in pressure points and stuff, and it's like to relieve pain and mental health issues I've heard it works for too. Yeah. Well, well uh, have you heard ever heard of it not being good for something? A lot of people swear by it. Yeah. Uh, okay, and that's one. That's one of the things that I thought it'd be fun to talk about today. Um, the, uh, to give you a background, why did I think this would be an interesting thing to talk about? Um, I thought it'd be an interesting thing to talk about because there was a recent uh, uh, journal article that came out in um, a, and we'll talk about it later in a high-end medical journal here in the United States. And they were using acupuncture to treat PTSD, post-traumatic stress hmm. disorder, which we'll talk about later. Now, the reason I found that interesting is like, like, like both of you, I've, you know, I've heard about acupuncture. It's been around a long time. It comes from traditional Chinese medicine. Um, you see things to say at least two to 3,000 years ago, mm -hmm. it was being used. Um, and you know, there, there, there are papers about the history of it and who started first recording it and the first Europeans to sort of observe it. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, uh, and it's, what's interesting is, and we can talk about some of these things like both of you, um, it's been, I've heard of it being used as, you know, in my lifetime because somewhere, um, it's been researched in many ways and the research is sort of, uh, mixed about its, uh, clinical effectiveness and mm -hmm. different kinds of things. Uh, my understanding is, is when it is the most successful, it's because uh, of things that we're going to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of the f physiology sometime in today's program. But the idea is it's most successful things were things related to pain. Mm -hmm. Certain kinds, certain, not all, but certain kinds of pain treatment, headaches, migraines, um, and probably allergic reactions. So, but I saw this thing 
where a, a, you know a paper was done, and it was I looked at the paper. It was a pretty good research saying it could be effective in treating um, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. I don't know if you want to call that. You call that a, is, it, is it a condition? Is it a mental illness? Whatever it is, but something where you know modern science has an idea of what the physiology is. It has an, has an idea of what the brain states of that are, um, and it's not as far as I know. It's not a, so other than the psychological. Um, anguish and pain that's from it. It's not associated with the traditional things that I, that my understanding of acupuncture would be uh, successful for, treating, treating things like pain, um, uh, migraine, headaches. Yeah, I've never heard of it being used as like a psychological disorder tool. That's, that's yeah, pretty, that's, that's, that's pretty so, so, There you go. Thank yeah. you for agreeing with me, sir. I thought that was pretty cool. We'll talk about that later. Um, but we're, you know, this, this thing that called acupuncture comes from traditional Chinese medicine. Um, it's, a, you know, thousands of years old. Um, you know, just, you know, some people would say, oh, just, be, you know, because it's been around for so long, there must be something good about it. A lot of people say that. Um, not necessarily me. There's a lot of things that are have lasted a really long time that yeah. are not based in physics. You know, oh, you know, like the Earth being at the center of the universe, yeah. and, and or being things, flat. Well, or being flat, exactly. There. I hope none of you are flat earthers. Um, but it, it's like one of these things is a, you know. Uh, it's been used for a lot of different things uh, by traditional Chinese healers. Um, I don't know in ancient times what you needed to do to be certified to be to be able to do this. Um, I quickly looked up here in New Jersey um, what you needed to do if you wanted to be an acupuncturist here in New Jersey because you if you just drive around, um, they're sort of growing. There's, a mm -hmm. lot, there's more and more of them, um, and it to like it's a it's a it. It is a license you can get that's state by state, so every state might have a little bit different kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, you, if you're a, a, a doctor or an MD or a DO, um, you can you have to have you can practice acupuncture, but you've got to complete 300 hours of training, including 150 hours of clinical training that's approved by the state board of acupuncture. Um, acupuncture is not within the scope of podiatrists, PAs, physician assistants, or chiropractors. Hmm. Just, just so you know. Uh, but you don't need a, a DO or an MD degree to be an acupuncturist here in New Jersey um, because there are schools that are um, uh, accredited. They actually have an accrediting board, the Commission for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. Um, so you can get a graduate degree in acupuncture. Interesting. You know, uh, as we don't get a lot of students from Ryder who say, I want to be an acupuncturist, and that's my career goal. Mm -hmm. Maybe shaking your head no. No, not at all. You, you know, you, you think that would not be received well by your family? No, probably not. <laughs> why, why not? <laughs> what, what's, you, so what's, you, what, what's the source of this potential bias against acupuncture, um, this thing that's been around for thousands of years? Almost everybody in my family, they work in, like, medicine or nursing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So they, they don't really see necessarily where there's any validity in acupuncture. I mean, there's been patient testimonials about how it works, but the majority of people they've worked with have said it hasn't really done much. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about some of those things, so the... So the ideas behind that, uh, and so where sort of like maybe where they come from. So these accredited, so these schools that are accredited by that board, you have to earn uh, sixty semester sixty semester credits, 
uh, however it's worked out. And you have to do some related uh, coursework related to acupuncture. Uh, this is a master's degree or it's... Uh... I think it's, um, I don't know, you get a certificate and licensure. Oh, okay. I don't, wow. I don't think it's a traditional master's degree um, kind of stuff. Um, you might here, I'm gonna, you might have to look at some of these schools to sort mm-hmm. of see what the degree actually well, is. Well, 60 hours, that's about right for... A lot of masters. It's, it's, it's or, or it's or it's sophomore level understanding in sure. a traditional college. Yeah, yeah. that's so, which is not a very very high level of understanding. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Is as you've moved for your college curriculum, things get a little deeper and a little bit more knowledge. They definitely do. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's certainly akin to like maybe the old fashioned RN, not even sure. You, you know, ki- kinds of things like that. Well, I didn't know. Is this is this um, that's like the base level entry, no like prior experience. I didn't know if this was like a uh, post bachelor's kind of program that I they th- require. It, it, if it's it, just I, anybody. Think, I think it can be, um, it might be any of those. Just coming off the street. Right, like do, do you have to go, to, do you have to get a four year degree, a bachelor's degree to go to, I don't know, pharmacy school? Say no. So. Say no. No. I mean, a lot of them do, but you could what? You could just, I think you could just enroll in it. Right, after, right out of high school. Yeah. For a PharmD? Mm-hmm. Well, not not no to be a pharmacist. Um, I don't know what the letters are for what they are, but just if you just wanted to get your pharmacy is actually yeah. very similar to med school requirements. Yeah, well, that's that's not that's a there are different levels. Gotcha. Like just like there's all different levels of nursing. Sure. Just there's licensed nurse, there's practitioner nurse, there's mm-hmm. there's all those sort of things. Um, so you could do your own research on that and f- figure out what the details are. Um, my point is, and we'll continue this up. Sometimes acupuncture could be done by somebody who has a background in medicine, like a physician, um, and probably sometimes not. But we're going to come back after a break on Health 411. Um, You can listen to some underwriting, and then we are going to continue our conversation about acupuncture. You're listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Welcome back to Health 411. We're continuing our conversation a little bit about acupuncture. In the last segment, we talked about here in New Jersey, sort of the, the, the basis of what you need to do to put up a sign that says you're an acupuncturist. I don't know what it was historically to actually sort of see that. I don't know what it might be in other states. And I didn't spend a lot of time. Um, you can do your own research, Josh. It mm. seems like you're interested. You have that glow. Um, but because of that, I just want to point out, given the wide variety of things, is all acupuncture the same? What I would, would you suspect? Not. I would guess it's not the same. Yeah, on the, on the street. Uh, yeah, why not? What's your, what's your instinct there, Marina? Because given that you said like it could be used to treat different things, 
there'd probably be different points for acupuncture in like pain patients than it would be for people with PTSD. Um, yeah, well, if you look at, you know, these you, 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 there's maps, you remember phrenology maps of the brain kind yeah. of thing. There are these maps of what are called meridians mm -hmm. and these special points that are their maps in your ear, these body maps. Um, and it's the idea that you put these needles and, and that's one kind of acupuncture is yeah. putting the needles in and sort of rotating them around and stuff. Um, there's electroacupuncture where they do electrical currents. There's, mm -hmm. you know, there are different variations on it. Um, but you can you can find these sort of body maps that have these meridians on there that are supposed to like, you know, if I put the needles in at a place in your shoulder, maybe it's going to reach your spleen or, or something like that. Um, that's one of the interesting things, too, because in the research of it, um, if you have any of you ever had an anatomy kind of class? Yeah, I, I did anatomy one and two. Cool. Did they ever talk about meridians? Um, not really, no. I no. haven't taken anatomy. Yeah, so. well, yeah, well, you, I'd you, recommend it. You, you, you should, Marina, and you, but you certainly had a course in, uh, you know, a little bit of neuroanatomy. Yeah, and definitely. You'll, and you'll, you'll get more of that. Um, uh, these meridians are not based on, you know, patterns or things that can be found right now. Yeah. They're sort of uh, energy patterns. It's more of, yeah. Aristotelian ether kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's supposed to be energy pathways in the body. Mm -hmm. um, you know, modern science has not, hasn't really found these anatomical structures or these anatomical pathways mm -hmm. kind of things. And you could do with that what you want. <laughs> um, kinds of things that are sort of working. But it's my, my original question here, there's a lot of variety in these things. Um, if you go to a legitimate acupuncturist, in theory, the needles they're using are like single-use needles, yeah. mm -hmm. like injection kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that is everywhere. Um, but, you know, there's there's probably a variety of techniques, a variety of depths. Part of it's not just sticking the needles in. Sometimes they sit there for a while. Sometimes they have to be uh, vibrated a little bit mm. or moved a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's probably some between user differences yeah. in that and it, for people who might be trained more or not trained so much. Um, the patient experiences are probably very different. Patient backgrounds. Um, yeah. You know, if you read this, you know, like, what is it good for? If you just go to some of these sites and you read their list of things they treat, um, it's probably everything. Sure. That's why I asked you before, mm -hmm. Josh. Is there anything, have you ever found a, some, a contraindication for the use of ac acupuncture? I feel like that's uh, very similar with a lot of the more like holistic forms of medicine, too. People swear chiropractic fixes everything yeah. about them, well, acupuncture. We, uh, stick around, Josh. We could, do, we could do a whole thing on chiropractic. Sure. <laughs> Remember, these were, you know, this is the discipline that you know, <laughs> didn't believe in vaccinations. One of the last medical ones to go. Anyway, but anyway. I don't want to bash anybody, but what's happening here in the in the world of acupuncture? You go on some of these sites that advertise for it. Um, it seems like everything, right? Mm -hmm. Now, now the number one reason people go to see a healthcare practitioner is pain, yeah. right? And so there's all different kinds of pain, um, but you know, it there is some evidence that. Chiro, chiro, I mean, acupuncture in the right circumstances can treat different kinds of pain. Um, but there seems like a whole, the, the advertising, trying to get you into the clinic to spend the money, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's almost everything. Yeah. Let's, like I said, but I ask just as general, is, is there any medicine or any treatment that's part of like more modern Western medicine that work, that doesn't have contraindications? Is there a drug? 
that is always wonderful and never has side effects. Oh, Asp- definitely not. Aspirin no. has side effects. Oh, yeah. The antidepressant drugs have yeah. side effects. Every drug has side effects, and there's dose response curves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in my light looking at acupuncture, I've never seen a, uh, a risk a, a, section, a, 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 yeah. dose, a dose response curve sure. kinds of stuff. So I went, I went to like the, the like the the Mayo Clinic, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know on their website, I looked up and said, like, what are some of the side effects of acupuncture? What are mm-hmm. some of the potential, you know, um, you know, you could take too much aspirin and bad stuff happens. You know, a little bit of alcohol can you know relieve anxiety, relieve stress, but a lot can do some bad things. Yeah. You just about any drug out there, there are dose response curves for it. Is there a dose response curve um, for acupuncture? Or maybe the side effects that one might get if one had, say, too much acupuncture, too much vibrating of the needles, or mm-hmm. the needles were left in too long, or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would think infection could probably be an well, issue. Well, bingo, so I looked, and those are the kinds of things. So I'll, I'll, read, I'll just read you the list um, from the, the Mayo Clinic, their mm-hmm. website. Soreness and minor bleeding or bruising at the needle sites. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes, yeah. Skin yeah. irritation or rashes. Makes Putting sense. needles in it. Yeah, bruising or delayed pain in the treated area. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes sense. Nausea, dizziness, fainting. Um, infections. Or tissue injuries, uh, as you know, uh, as well as irritation around the stimulation sites, mm-hmm. um, uh, worsening of symptoms, especially fatigue, soreness, bruising, muscle twitching, lightheadedness, and emotional release are rare but possible side effects. Sure, I just as a not naive looker, 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 a, a naive spectator. observer, yeah, as a spectator of in the world of acupuncture, mm-hmm. um, I look at it and say, if I'm going, you know, pick my ailment. Um, are any of these things related to the ailments that are being treated? I wouldn't think so. It's usually probably like muscle soreness and yeah. things like that, right? That's what I. All these to side think. effects are related to basically having needles stuck yeah. In, yeah. Into, into you. Mm-hmm. Do, you do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and probably a little bit of the anxiety. Some of the lightheadedness might be the anxiety, the stress. Because yeah. mm-hmm. often acupuncture is associated. It's not. Um, it's it's done with a little bit more ceremony. My understanding is than like. Uh, going in to get like a flu shot, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes if, if the nurse talks to you, you're lucky. Sometimes it is you know, like here in New Jersey, they grunt at you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a little bit of ceremony. Um, it, it, you know, it might be associated with some sort of moxibustion therapy. Uh, there's often nice music playing. There's all these things. Candles, to try, all, can, that all that sort of, yeah. try to relax you and, and, and do all those sort of things that are part of the experience of acupuncture is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, none of those side effects that I got from the Mayo Clinic talked about any sort of dose response curve yeah. kind of thing. And um, I just found that very interesting. No damage to the meridians at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I said, um, you know, modern science has has had trouble finding the meridians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean there aren't physiological effects related to having needles stuck into your ear, or your arm, or your back, or your neck, or wherever they're going to do it, your foot. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, if you put little needles in and you rotate them, the body does respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, some of the cells there, receptors there, can release things like some of the endogenous opiates. Yeah. which are which are known to be pain relievers and you know they can they can you know modulate synaptic communication cholecystokinin adenosine seem to be some of the main molecules that are stimulated by these things and we can talk about them so it's not like doing these things doesn't do anything mm-hmm. another brief review of the literature and we're going to talk about that um, in the next segment 
Um, because, you know, in the old days, you know, it's the ideas. I, I make the joke in classes sometimes. You know, if your mother has MS, and, you know, I came in one day and said, you know, my mother bathed in rhinoceros dung and her MS symptoms went away. Mm -hmm. Would you believe it? It's sort no. of an absurd question. <laughs> no. Oh, you know, that does, that's not science, Carp, right? Mm -hmm. You would say that. Well, until very, very recently, a lot of the stuff with acupuncture was that. Oh, I went in and had acupuncture and I feel better. Right. That's sort of like a case study thing. And we're yeah. going to talk about what that means in just a little bit after we take a break for underwriting. Uh, we'll be right back. You are listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing medicine 107.7 the bronc and 1077 the recording health 411 from the digital bronc studios at rider university welcome back we're continuing our conversation of a brief overview of acupuncture um in the last segment we said you know sticking needles in and doing acupuncture does have physiological respect. It's not like it's without that. But historically, um, the, 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 the classic way that science has sort of done um, in modern medicine is the idea that people do uh, experiments where they have control groups. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they have treated groups, mm -hmm. compared the treated to the control. So the idea of only learning through these case studies and not, you know, tends not to be, it is yeah. a way of learning, yeah. but it's not the best way of learning. What's interesting is if you just scan the acupuncture literature, you're seeing more and more of controlled studies okay. where they do things like fake acupuncture mm. um, or they put it not on the meridian sites or the, obviously the practitioner knows yeah. what's going on, which is, you know, you can't do a double blind placebo control, but you can do a single, the patients might not know. Um, and you see more and more of those. Um, a lot of those show improvement that is the same in both the placebo groups and the acupuncture groups. That's very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. sort of the placebo effect. Yeah. Would, yeah. Isn't that sort of cool? Mm -hmm. So yeah, is something happening? Yeah. But if it's if acupuncture is really going to do these things, you'd want the effect of the procedure to be over and above the effect of just the manipulation. So the are they yeah. are they still poking them, just not in the quote unquote right spot? Or are yeah, they... They, so some studies do that way. There's different kinds of control studies that I've seen um, in my brief review. Some of them are like that. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll put needles in. Sometimes they make they put they put pressure on and they'll make noises as if something's happening. Sure. Yeah. You know, because you can hear it. You're not anesthetized. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of stuff. Um, and it does it show improvement? Yeah, often. But it's it's important to have that comparison. Yeah. Because, you know, in the, in the drug literature, if there's a placebo effect, you want your effect in a, of the drug to be over and above placebo effects. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that doesn't happen, right? Um, yeah. So it's not like 
people aren't doing this and addressing it, but it's, you know, in my, it's, you know, in my lifetime where the research in what's called, you know, complementary and alternative medicine yeah. is now sort of being done, which is sort of interesting, which is how they can figure out, because, you know, the, the ancient Chinese didn't know about the endogenous opiates. They don't know of cholecystokinin. They don't know about adenosine mm-hmm. in synaptic transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and another thing is if, you know, people doing science nowadays and a lot of physiology, um, how is a lot of that research done? Can you do it on people all the time? Not always, no. No, what do people study, Marina? People, they use animal models. Yeah. For study, yeah. Like they'll use rats or in some cases like monkeys and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah bunnies, mm-hmm. sometimes fruit flies or yeah. genetic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they can use like marine fish or other kinds. All, all yeah. kinds of animals are used for different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, how about animal models for acupuncture that's hard why it's animals can't like talk so Mm. it's hard to show you know but can you measure can you measure change in physiological kinds of things um animals can't talk but you know animals are used for investigating potential antidepressant drugs yeah animals can't talk but they're used to investigate antiviral drugs animals can't talk but they're used to potential anti-cancer you know all Mm -hmm. these different kinds of Things that are out there, animal models, they don't talk like in words, but they talk through changes in physiology. Yeah. Right. Is if acupuncture is really going to do something, would you want to find animal models of it? Potentially. Yeah, definitely. To do things. Right. Because mm-hmm. you could like check vitals or changes in blood pressure to see if there's any. Relief. Yeah. You can measure changes and changes in pain. You can measure changes in immune reactivity. Yeah. You can measure changes in just about anything in terms of cardiovascular tone, cardiovascular mm-hmm. responses, hormone secretion. You can measure a lot of things. Um, you know, there aren't a lot of animal models of acupuncture. No. Is, do you think animals don't have meridians and don't <laughs> have chi? Or is chi a, a uniquely human thing? You have, a, you have a background in philosophy. I do. Yeah, you do. I, I don't know. Is chi the energy? Is that a uniquely human trait? I, or do animals have it? I don't think it's widely regarded anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm at, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, is that one of the things that distinguishes humans and animals? That energy flow and chi. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so anyway, so I'm just asking the question, um, you know, about the animal models, which are basically used in almost any other treatment modality. Yeah. But I would say it's hard because, like you were saying, we're looking for dose-dependent changes. And there's not necessarily a dose or or a, lim- a limit set apart for what is too much acupuncture or too little acupuncture. And uh, like because this research is new, there just needs to be more animal models done. But is research new for something that is, has been around for over 3,000 years? Um, in terms of the, the control groups and the experimental groups... I would right. say it's relatively so That's new. one way of learning is, yeah. the, is sort of the deductive reasoning, evidence-based learning, evidence-based medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of like the newer, the newer way of looking at the world. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would say, you know, those are important things to sort of look for, right? Um, and because of the diversity of places where this is done, the diversity of practitioners, um, you know, there's probably a lot of variety. I, I did find out that one of the things that, came about in the Affordable Care Act mm-hmm. is Obamacare is a lot of acupuncture now is considered covered. Wow. Really? You know, um, and, you know, and, and I was saying before that there's this 
it was actually an NIH Institute now of the, the Institute for um, Complementary and Alternative Medicine. Yeah. Um, and so there's a government agency based on funding the research for this, good scientific research proposals. People who aren't aware say things like, oh, you know, I'm too busy healing people to do the science. Mm. That's like the way of old. People who mm. usually say that are usually people who get paid for, sure. do, for doing this. Yeah. I'm too busy healing people. I don't need, but there are scientists who investigate these things. There's a government agency that funds a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and some people think there is no such thing as alternative medicine. There's this evidence-based scientifically proven medicine and stuff that's not. Um, that's a quote from the journals of the, the, the editors of the journal of the American medical association yeah. a few mm-hmm. years ago. Um, that I, I, I use in my classes. Um, but th- there is this category of sort of alternative medicine, that thing that is moving from the alternative world that you mentioned before, Josh, mm-hmm. and sort of more mainstream real medicine. Acupuncture may be in that because it, it, do- it does do some things. And as more and more data is, is gathered, it can be used for different kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, yet to, I have yet to see a good paper on moxibustion therapy. That's breathing in like odors and smells and smoke oh, and that kind of stuff. Um, I saw a paper once that looked at moxibustion therapy and trying to uh, stimulate uh, fetal movements to help prevent breech births. Hmm. That, that was an interesting paper a number of years ago. And well, that'd be like, the, like calming smells, like yeah, that but sort of it's, thing. it's sort of the, the therapeutic nature of odors and sure. stuff like that. If you're interested, we can do Is some that research on like that. glorified aromatherapy. Yeah, yeah, okay. that, that's like the fancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the olfactory system is very powerful. Yeah, I wouldn't be absolutely. Surprised. absolutely. But the olfactory system of itself is not part of tradition. Other is part of the of the stuff that goes on in the clinic or on in the suite or, you know you're paying to have incest burned when they put do acupuncture on your It's not part of the traditional thing. It's not sure. part of the meridian stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also part of the between practitioner variability mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. One of the hard things too is how do you identify people for these kinds of studies? Because you know, you, you know, what kind of what kind of medical? If you walked in off the clinic and said, "Oh, you know, I have this ailment," if somebody's all they do is acupuncture, they're yeah. going to say, "Oh." We're going to try acupuncture for that because they're no, they know in the head, they know in their head, but they know in general, is it going to do anything really bad? Well, no, you might have a little redness, itching, rash, yeah, that's but about it. it's not like taking a drug. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't have to worry about the ethical treatments of treating somebody and having side effects of the drug that might be worse than the disease that's happening kind of stuff. So, it, you know, you're relatively, the practitioner is relatively safe about causing something that's, that, that's even worse. Um, there you go. I see your signal, Marina. So what we'll do is we'll take a break on Health 411 for some brief underwriting announcements. You're listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411. 
911, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 107.7 The Bronc and 1077thebronc.com. You're listening to Health 411. I'm Professor Jonathan Karp, and I am here with Josh and Marina, and we are having a light think about it conversation about acupuncture. Um, in the break, uh, Josh said, oh, I'd like to find out if any, Dr. Karp, did you find anything? You know, what did you say? How did you word it? Just anything good yeah, that anything comes good from it. Is there any well, ameliorating effects? Yeah, well, let's come back to the thing that I found interesting because physiologists have looked for meridians, not found it. Physiologists have done experiments to say what happens when you put the needles in and you wiggle them and stuff like that. And like I mentioned, you can induce through uh, cells in the skin, neurons in the skin, uh, receptors in the skin, you can induce chemical release. Yeah. They're usually endogenous opiates, endorphins and kephalins kind of stuff, um, peptides like that, uh, the cholecystokinin, which is a peptide, and adenosine, uh, related to adenosine triphosphate. But adenosine is also a neurotransmitter yeah. kind of thing. So you, there, there are physiological uh, sequelae of events that happen when you put these things in. Neurons can send signals like, into the spinal cord. They can go up to the brain. Mm -hmm. You know all this is having gone. And it's traditionally involved in some of these are analgesic kind of, kinds of things. You know, if it's going to ca cause analgesia, a lot of things that cause analgesia, like I said, they, they are dose dependent. Sometimes they can cause, uh, um, you know, hypersensitivity as well. There's dose response things. I have yet to see something with uh, acupuncture like that. However, the question then becomes, and, and what, what got me interested in just thinking about this topic a little bit is the idea is there, can you find something outside sort of pain modulation mm -hmm. that acupuncture is actually good for? And that was the paper that, that I, I mentioned from the uh, American Medical Association, JAMA Psychiatry, February 2024, they did a study on people, humans, who have post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. Veterans, mm -hmm. right? So they have PTSD, they were diagnosed, they, have re they are really PTSD. Yeah. And what I liked about this is they did it within subjects design. They had the same subjects um, have like uh, uh, pretreatment, then either acupuncture or not. Mm -hmm. And the people didn't know what they were getting. It was sort of randomized. Yeah. Some people got pretreatment and then acupuncture. Other people got pretreatment and then the sham. And it was all mixed up. Mm -hmm. um, and what I find very interesting is because as far as I know, PTSD is not associated with traditional pain. No. Pain, itching, you know, kind of stuff like that yeah. that... that that, sure. That More of a psychological kind. Of well, it's not. Well, well, it depends what you mean by psychological. If mm -hmm. you're using psychological, saying it happens in your nervous system, true. If you're using psychological in the context, oh, you're just thinking about it. There's no neuroanatomy associated with it. I strongly disagree with. I got you. Because yeah. people with PTSD do have different brains than people without PTSD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Different topic. Gotcha. So in the sense, it's nervous system based. Mm -hmm. Is everything nervous system based, psychological? Probably. But what they did in this experiment is then they looked at the pre the change pre-treatment to post-treatment. So it's a within subjects effect with either a sham manipulation or uh, verum acupuncture, which is acupuncture in the skin, not in your ear, in the mm -hmm. skin with the needles turning. Mm -hmm. What I, And then they measured like um, uh, a, a fear 
potentiated startle response, which is a mechanism of study. It's a physiological, it's a behavioral response that is changed in PT in humans with PTSD. Yeah. What they found, and I find this very, very interesting, there was no change in pre-treatment to post-treatment in the Shan group. Hmm. Okay. So nothing going on. Yeah. But interestingly, this this measure of PT, the extent of PTSD, mm-hmm. you had you know levels of, of roughly let, I'm going to use like 90 plus or minus a little bit in the pretreatment group, yeah. but in the acupuncture group, it went down to about 25. Wow. Minus a little bit. So here, and, and, and you know, it was sort of like you know, the research for a lot of things would not get into you know the Journal of the American Medical Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and the title, if anybody wants to find it, is Acupuncture for Combat-Related Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder, a Randomized Clinical Trial. So they did. So the reason I wanted to have the conversation with you guys earlier is to think a little bit about, you know, experimental design, randomized yeah. trials, placebo-controlled. They did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they showed a very, very large reduction in this yeah. measure, this behavioral measure of PTSD in these people. Now, they were all soldiers. Mm-hmm. They were mostly male. There were some females in there, too. Mm-hmm. Both of them, that kind of stuff. Um, it's a relatively safe procedure. We said the, like the, it's not like a major drug is going on here. You're not yeah. causing these people to become infertile. Or yeah, it's minimal the, risk. Minimal risk. I said you're not, these people are not... You're not going to make them grow tails or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know. Um, but it was really, really interesting. Um, so, are people doing this kind of research? Are people doing the like high-end placebo-controlled, you know, uh, you know, singly single-blinded kinds of things? The answer is yes. Yeah. To try to figure out what's going on, to separate what's real to be treated versus what's not real to be treated. Um, it's slow work, you know. Um, uh, but if you just go onto the internet and Google acupuncture, uh, or what's a favorite thing to students acupuncture near me, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, Billy, Joe, Bob, and his brother who has, might've had that minimalist training, has the certification, 60 credits and some hours. Uh, granted you have to take, you have to be licensed by the state. You have yeah. to take the exams. And if you're really no good, you're probably not going to last in business. Mm-hmm. Um, but they come and go. Pretty cool. Probably going to see more advertising stuff if you yeah. Google it than the scientific stuff, unfortunately. Why? Why do you think that's the case? Nah, probably just the money thing at the end of the day. Yeah. I think so. Because at the end of the day, like it's for them, it's probably more about business than actually helping people because they can't get in trouble if it doesn't really work. So, right. It's well, a, a chiropractic manipulation gone bad can be really bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. might have heard of people having like blood vessels broken or mm-hmm. vertebrae mm-hmm. Yeah. permanently changed or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The side effects of acupuncture, really minimum. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's much of an overseeing body either, like there is with like medicine, for instance. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't think you hear of many malpractice cases in yeah. acupuncture, things like that. Uh, that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my looking up of what you had to do, that you know, the sixty hours of training plus something, mm-hmm. um, I know that there's continuing education. So every two years, you have to do some continuing ed. Oh, okay. But what that what that is composed of, I don't know. Um, one could probably look up uh, uh, malpractice uh, cases in yeah. acupuncturists. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, that's an excellent question. Do you have to, if you are an acupuncturist? Do you have to cover, have medical insurance mm-hmm. or not? I would assume so. <laughs> Why? Just because like with everything that can be considered medical, there's always a way for somebody to come up to you and be like, oh, you did something wrong. 
Um, yeah, but the insurance is only there if there really is something yeah. wrong. Mm. If you do something. And there you, really isn't too much I don't know. room to mess there might There up. might be some licensing there. Um, that would be an interesting to do, thing to do some research in, Marina. I, I did not look into that, but yeah, it's at the foot of a thought question. Um, are you guys inspired to go out and have acupuncture? I've never really wanted to try it, to be honest with you. Um, I, I've always had my questions about a lot of alternative practices. I would like to try cupping. You ever see cupping? That's kind of similar. <laughs> I've on had the back. cupping before. You have? Oh, you How have? Was that? It hurts. Oh, I bet. Like, yeah, and then yeah. you get so bruised afterwards. All it does is increase blood flow, really. But it's but good. Sometimes it could be fun. Yeah, sometimes. I did it with chiropractor, with a chiropractor, and it was mm -hmm. weird. But yeah, it was a good experience, though. Would you go back and do it again? No. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just way too bruised afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. It leaves those big like circles. It. Well, whatever yeah. you went, it, I'll tell you this if you went in there and you're bruised and it hurt, it made you might have made you not think about the reason you went into that. It definitely that, right. It, it mm -hmm. took it off your mind. Yeah. And other stuff doesn't. You know, it's the old joke: is you know, my arm hurts. Come over here. I'm gonna kick you in your leg. And your <laughs> arm won't hurt anymore, right? Yeah. So it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in a sense, it did work. <laughs> yeah, in that sense, it did work. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's something to think about. So uh, hopefully, some thoughts there. Uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Um, this is 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We're recording live from the Digital Bronx Studios. Thank you for listening to Health 411. This program is part of Capital Health and Rider University's efforts to bring people together to address issues associated with all aspects of health and healthcare. Uh, we hope today's conversation is giving you things to think about in terms of acupuncture. If you have questions and or comments about this program or want to make suggestions for future broadcasts, please email us at health411 at rider.edu. Remember, you have a doctor's appointment scheduled for every Sunday at 10 a.m. Don't miss the all-new Health 411 with Dr. Jonathan Karp and our expert medical guest from Capital Health. You can listen to Health 411 anytime on demand. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash health411 to listen to past episodes or tune in every Thursday at 9 a.m. to hear the weekend rewind edition of Health 411. Health 411 on 1077thebronc is underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff as well as advanced technology.